This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. It's morning. Then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, and saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Woo! <laughs> there you go. Coming at you hard right off the burner. We're jacked. Everybody else out there jacked, getting close, man. Season's coming. It's rolling in. Everybody's realizing that they're not ready yet. There's a bunch of shit that they've still got to do. If you're like me at home, we're like, man, we got to do this yet. We got to do this. But shit's rolling in. We're finally getting our gear set up, getting good trail cam picks. Um, got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. So we want to just do a me and homie episode, catch you guys up, what's going on in our lives, and uh, let you know how our season's playing out, the preseason's playing out so far. We're going to get right into the people that make this possible. We're going to start with Ingram. You guys are still waiting for that video. <laughs> I've been on the road a lot working. Um, I'm super excited to do this video for him. Uh, it's going to show him in his, uh, his what, how would you say, it? in is, his world or yeah. in his, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. It's going to show him doing his thing and why he does it and uh, show how passionate it is about him doing it. Um, season's coming up. Don't forget, check him out. Um, our video that we are released is going to have his pricing and location on it, so you guys will be able to check that out. Um, shout out to Homie. He ordered us some mic stands. I will no longer have uh, neck pains from doing this podcast because I got the mic like <laughs> three centimeters away from my face right now. I ain't got to bend over. So uh, big shout out for Homie on that. Uh, get right into the next one, ECW Calls. Um, you guys, we have uh, packaging and everything ready for the – the Whitetail Legacy podcast calls, Grunt Tube or Turkey Calls. You can find them on uh, the Facebook page to buy. Um, if you guys want any of those or you want any other ECW call, just reach out to us, send us a message, send us an email, and uh, we'll get that lined out with Jeff. Um, we're going to go up there and make a video with him. It's, it's going to be fun. That's all American-made products, so we're really going to drive this home, that home in the video. Um, share his uh, veteran history with with the call and what makes every one of these calls special. Let's go to the the VIP veteran innovative products. Um, you guys have probably seen the video that we got coming out. Uh, we just filmed a couple of random guys at Walmart buying some <laughs> veterans. Um, 
took a long time to get the actor money uh, paid up to get this video done. Uh, cost me like six cases of Bush Light. I don't know if you guys know how much money that is, but that's that's a lot. So the actor in this video works for beer only. Um, so we couldn't. I was trying to slide in all kinds of deals, Slim Jims. Nothing was working. Bush Light only. So uh, we got that out there. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, kind of shows our personalities a little better than just our voices. You can actually see us in real life. You can see me in slow motion running. If you guys would like to see that. Is that what you're doing? You're running right there? Yeah, yeah. That was oh, a, okay. All right. That's a slow motion run. It was actually not slow motion, but I'm just saying it was slow motion. <laughs> so people think I'm really fast, man. That's marketing tool. Uh, we're uh, we're super stoked. I bought another pack of VIPs from Walmart. Um, I'm ready to send them. I'm ready to hear the national anthem. Um, and we got some big boys to send them into, and we got a ton of does. I'm going to go on Doe Patrol this year pretty hard. I got a lot of people asking me to shoot does for them, so I'm super excited about that. Hopefully bringing you a lot of doe kill shots on film. Um, see, see some Luminox flying and see some veterans, veterans punching the... Pump station. Pump station. We're going to get right in and tell you our VIP veteran broadhead shout-out. This is from the post on Facebook. So there's two two ways you guys can share a VIP shout-out. You can do the post on Facebook that's pinned on our page, or you can go to the website and uh, and hit it right there. So homie's going to share the VIP veteran shout-out because you guys are already tired of listening to my voice. <laughs> and I need a drink. It's your beautiful voice, though. I need a drink. Uh, this week on the VIP veteran broadhead shout-out, we have Sean Mulholland. That's it. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we appreciate it for your service, Sean. He didn't share any more than that. Um, if you guys would like to share some information, you know, what what department, uh, rank, how long, we like sharing that stuff because it uh, just brings more meaning to the shout-out for us. And uh, I like the details, man. I like the story behind behind the service. So. Did, did you tell them the second way they can? Did I? The, no, the website? I don't think so. Oh, okay, go ahead. Hit them. Okay, so you can also go to whitetaillegacypodcast.com, and uh, we have our own page for the VIP shout-out, and uh, you can put in the person's name, and then, um, like Cody said, you can put in the details of their branch, um, years served, any special missions, any special training, any cool shit that they did. Um, just hit it right there, and then it just comes automatically to our email, and we get it, and then uh, we'll fit them in when we can. Yeah. We're going to get into our uh, most recent sponsor of the podcast, Scentlock. What do we want to cover in this? Are you going to cover the bag? Have you covered the bag yet? No. No, we haven't covered the bag, we but just, we should. Super this bag high quality. Is, this bag is huge. Yeah, I put a 32-axle axle bow in it and just slides right in, no problem. So, And the quality, the craftsmanship, the the handle strength. You know, I throw my gear in and out of the truck a lot, inside, outside. I haul a lot of clothes around in it, so a good, strong bag means a lot. You got the... The option to run uh, in the truck or at home or, uh, you know, in your garage. Wherever you got a plug-in, you can run it. And one thing that's nice about it, too, is that Oz unit is not just fixed in the bag. Like, if you if you didn't want to buy an Oz 100, you could just run the 500 in your house, you know. Yeah. So there's, it's a multi-purpose Oz unit yeah. that that's, can be in your bag or it can be elsewhere, too. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. We run it out. We run it out here in the studio tonight. Um, we both ate here because we were uh, running a little late <laughs> trying to get this done. So we both had supper out here. Um, but you guys can use our discount. The discount has changed. They gave us a 20% off discount now for you guys uh, just because we love you so much. We put the hustle in on Got That. You can find that on our website, or I can just – it's SitLock20. I mean, it's a lot easier to, to remember <laughs> than the last one that was – I think that was sign language or some other language. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but it was a mess. Yep, Scentlock 20 give you 20% off anything that is not already discounted or um, store special. So with the Oz and the 500, that's 40 bucks off. I mean, that's a huge discount just for listening to the White to Legacy podcast. Right. All right, we're ready to get into the nitty gritty. What do you want to start out with first? I'm super stoked to tell you guys what's going on. Uh, I don't think I've ever been more jacked for a season than I have. Uh, than this one, but I was telling homie every week we're doing something deer related or we're we're talking to someone about deer. Uh, you know, there there before we started the podcast, there was maybe like a three four month gap where I might shoot my bow, but I wasn't like consistently nonstop talking about deer, reading about deer, 
now I'm in part of all these Facebook groups and stuff, and I'm all it's just you know I'm always Non-stop. getting pounded with deer, so it's super cool, and it's just getting me more and more jacked to to get ready for this season. So what do you want? To, what do you want to start out with? Well, I'm gonna say, yeah, I mean, you're you're all over the board here, you know, yeah. tr- trying to get in. Um, one thing that we don't cover a lot on this podcast, but is very important to Cody and I. Um, man, how's your dad life been? You got the new boy. Yeah, dude. I know you've been on the road a lot working. Yeah. Um, I've been on the road a lot lately. Um, took a different job. Um, different position. Different position. Same job. Same company. Different position. I'm about to switch. Hopefully, get back home. But shout out to my w- wife. She's rock solid. She's been holding it down tight at home. Um, dad life, dude. I tell you right now, you might lose some listeners for this, but <laughs> if you are thinking about having kids or, you know, you're not, you're on the fence and I'm not saying to have, wait, wait till you're ready, but you got to have kids, man. Cause there's nothing greater than having kids in my eyes. I never thought I wanted any and I did. And now it's like, I don't know. Before I had kids and podcasted, I don't really know what I did with all my time. I had no, I have no <laughs> idea. So, you know, uh, we, we, you took your boy out to the field with us. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of fun, but my boy is about to turn three, October 4th, 10-4. Super easy to remember. 10-4. Yeah, 10-4. So uh, super stoked. He's really getting into it. He understands shoot my bow now. He understands where the deer comes from when we eat it. Um, he's always excited to go run trail cameras or go look for deer. Um, I took him out to the public ground. We picked up trash a couple weeks ago. Um, this is kind of something that, to instill in him the right thing to do. Um, it was picking up trash, but he had the time of his life because, like, you know, he thought he was really doing something. And right. I tried to explain to him why we're doing it, you know, and what it's benefiting. And it seemed like he understood, but, but he was just. By he, your postman, it looked like he had a badass yeah, time. Yeah, he was, he was having a, a, a really good time. Took the dogs, had the other boy and the, the three month old in the truck. He didn't pick up much, but he was there for moral support. So let's talk about talk about Aiden. How's he doing? Um, man, you know he really loved getting out there at uh, the new piece, and um, that was his first time getting up close on a trail cam. Oh um, yeah, he you was know, fingering it. Right, he was, right. He was right. Like, was, what is this thing doing? <laughs> I was trying to tell him, you know, hey man, this is what what gets all the pictures that we look at, you know, and he just loves looking at trail cam pics. I mean. He was, you know, five months old, and I'm bringing home trail cam pigs, and we're going through them. And um, I know even last year, uh, I'd bring home some pigs, and you know, he's a year old, year and five months old at this point. And uh, I'd like if he, we'd give him a bath, and you know, we're trying to put his clothes on, his lotion, get him ready for bed, and everything. And sometimes that always just don't jive. You know, it's not no. a simple process. So no. what do I do? pull out the trail cam pics just, <laughs> just give him the phone right give him the phone and let him just scroll through dude is a dude's an angel at that point <laughs> nice um secret white to legacy dot dad tip <laughs> just put all your trail cam pics one phone give them to your kid golden yep um everything with the with the kid on the way everything's going good so far um did the anatomy scan um got to see him again um, heartbeat's good. Um, wife had the glucose test that come back really good. So everything's looking good there. Just ready hope. to get that thing out in November, huh? I know. Middle of November. Yeah. Uh, hopefully like. I'm going to just shoot a giant homie. He's going to be at the hospital. <laughs> I know. I know that, it. That's how it's going to The one time too. I need him to film, he's going to be in the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be able to get to the after party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there, there's going to be an after oh, party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's always an after party. That's the beauty <laughs> of shooting deer. So, so since you brought up the new piece, that's something I want to cover in this. Um, we, uh, we, we got a new piece. Uh, I've been trying to get on this piece for five years, guys. Um, it's not a huge piece. Um, always been super nice to the guy, but every year I just ask him, you know, what do you think about me hunting your piece again this year? And, um, finally this year, uh, I broke the seal with him a little bit, you know, and, uh, one tip I will tell you was I got, I Facebook messaged the guy first, you know, cause I didn't want to be full on, you know, right up in his face. And he responded, you know, and he just didn't know me, you know, and then the second year he kind of knew me, you know, and then I got his number. Oh, so the first year you just messaged Yeah, just Okay, I thought you were talking this year. No. First year. Yeah, first year I just messaged him. Second year. What would you say? Just, I just said, hey, I know you own this piece. I got, 
the hunt stand app i uh-huh. used it to find the piece and then i basically googled his name to find to okay. find out who he was and then facebook searched him attached the name to the facebook location right i messaged him i said hey is this your piece you know kind of gave him the location and he said yes and i asked him i said i'd really i'd really be interested in hunting that piece you know and then i went into it and he didn't say no but he'd never said yes you know what i mean so then the second year I Facebook messaged again, and then he sent me his cell phone number. I was like, okay, you know, and then I just text him that, and didn't get it, didn't get a yes or no. Third year, messaged him nothing. Fourth year, messaged him. He got back with me, said that he might have someone else hunting it. He's not really sure. Fifth year comes around, and I just called the guy, just straight up called him on the phone, and I talked to him, you know, right there, back and forth, and then he basically said, maybe, <laughs> you know, he said maybe. Let's talk about, you know, the situation. And uh, I was ready to pay for a lease for this piece. You know, I'd won a hunt it from a long time. I really don't have info that there's, you know, big deer there. But it's set up to where it's just an absolute perfect bedding sanctuary for does. And a lot of good food around the area, water, everything that they need. And it's in a perfect little pinch for the rut. So I knew it was going to be a good area, good spot. So I just kept after him, and then he basically said, "I want you to do some work, and then I will be I will let you hunt the place." So I did some work. Well, what'd you just do? I just, I just turned you up a little bit. I, I it just don't look very big on yeah, there. It's, it's loud now. All right. <laughs> it's messing with the soundboard. There you go. That sounds better. That's good. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, back to it. So he said, I want you to do some work to the property. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm more than welcome to do that, you know. And uh, he wanted us to mow some trails to get ready to burn it because there's a lot of CRP on it, to burn it next spring. I said, that is no problem. We went out there. We mowed it. We got it done. Um, he's already grateful for me doing that. But that just shows you five years of asking a guy to hunt somewhere and, you know, never really hounding him but just letting him know that you want to hunt it, you know. I mean, because if I was a landowner and somebody just kept hounding me and hounding me and hounding me, and I just get to the point like, dude, you know, come on. But I think the way you did it was really good. Let the guy know you're in, you're interested, and you know that you would do everything just like if it was your piece, you know, take care of it and stuff. So I really feel like you know you were aggressive, but you're you were a subtle. And you were real. You yeah, know. yeah. I didn't. It wasn't like I mean, I'd message him one time a year. He would hear from me one time a year and, and say, "Hey, is there anybody hunting your piece? I'm still interested in, in hunting it or leasing it." You know, because that's it's sad for around here, but that's what it is. You have to lease places to hunt. You know, it's just the situation that we're in with the amount of hunters, the amount of uh, outfitters, and the amount of money that has came into our area to lease ground. So, but. Happy, happy end of the story. Got the property. We did the work. The guy's thrilled. We're going to be able to burn it for him next spring. Hopefully be able to hunt it uh, this year. Um, I'm naming it Booner Town. We have no Booners confirmed there. <laughs> but uh, it, it is named Booner Town uh, because I told homie, I said, we're about to walk into Booner Town when we were hanging stands. <laughs> and uh, we got a couple hang- a couple set- sets hung. Uh, got the trail cams out there doing work. Um, we got one really nice buck on cam so far, uh, nighttime pick. So, but it's so it's so early in velvet; it's hard to tell. Ton of does. Um, we actually hang in the stand and had a fawn walk in on us while we we're hanging the stand. <laughs> we're just sitting there chilling, like getting in the landscape, you know. And we're like, "Oh, hey man, you know what if it just a stud just comes this way?" And then Cody's like, "Oh, hey man, there's a deer out there." I was like, "What?" And there's this little. Uh, I don't even think it's a down tree. It's just a weird grown tree yeah. that kind of just comes out in the field there. Or the what do you what are we calling that? The, That's low. <laughs> it's low growth CRP with, okay. with wildflowers. All right, so yeah. we'll just say it comes out in the wildflowers, growing all weird. And uh, sure, shit, there was a fawn. Yeah. So mama been, wasn't far. Must have been bedded right there, close in the grass, and we've been hanging stands and banging stuff. And, <laughs> She cruised right out there. So our our official first set in the property hanging stands. We've seen a deer. So homie can't say that's a bad piece because <laughs> we're 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 one for one right now on we seeing are. deer. So, um, yeah. 
that just goes to show guys if you're if you got that piece that you want to hunt and you've been trying to get on for a long time and you haven't been able to don't give up on it don't don't hound the guy don't super pressure him but just let him know that you're still there you know just because he said no one year the next year he might need a little money a little help paying for that that property tax or he might have a guy that wants to get off the property you know and it, and it's open or like this guy he wants a doe from us i mean that's more than it capable to do the guy lives about five hours away from the property he's not able to hunt anymore where he lives now he owns no land so he said hey i want to if you guys are able you know i'd like a doe off i said that is no problem homie you'll get it i'd love to do it yeah so (laughs) yeah that's that's one thing we want to put out in this episode um we got new ground so it's all the new experiences um we got to put a food plot on it next year Uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah i want to cover that you know Next year, he wants us to burn the grass on just basically a quarter of the of the piece. Does he own that cornfield? Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. The piece, it, the guy is really he loves pheasant habitat, so it's a lot of uh, draws, creek bottoms, and CRP. Um, he planted a ton of wildflowers, butterflies everywhere, birds everywhere, great deer habitat, um, and he wants us to basically make it better for the animals. Um, there's a lot of brush growing up in this one part of the CRP, so he wants us to burn that. And then you can go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? About oh, yeah. Part? Just so, yeah. You know, he wants us to burn it. And then um, one of his stipulations for us to be able to hunt it is, you know, like Cody's already said, you know, mow it this year, burn it in the spring, and then um, we have to put in a food plot. So I told Cody, I said, this guy wants us to hunt his place, burn off the crp and put in a food plot which if we would have asked him to do anyway but that's like one of his stipulations i'm like dude like this is awesome yeah the the guy is really big on improving habitat for all animals you know from pheasants to deer and uh the the food plot is for late season browse for pheasants and birds basically so we're going to do beans where it'll be above the snow birds and pheasants can get to it but it's obviously going to help the deer, you know, come in their late season. It's going to be about an acre of beans and probably about a half acre of sunflowers. I think we decided on doing on the east side of it kind of as a barrier screen plus more food for birds, deer. Um, that's one thing I will say. I had some public ground that plants sunflowers. Never thought them as a food plot. Got video of giant bucks out in the daylight munching on sunflowers. Dude, so. I, th- I think them beans early season – which, I mean, we're in right now, and I think it's really going to help there. And then, like you said, the late season, but we, I, we're we both thinking during the rut, it's yeah. going to be prime time anyway, regardless if there's beans there or not, mm-hmm. just the way that the land's laid out. There's just so many does already on that small piece from oh, the trail yeah. cam picks we got um, that the bucks are going to be cruising there, and it's kind of, it's a spot that hasn't been hunted in a long time in the area, so... They're, the bucks, in my mind, are going to grow that way anyways from pressure. And then the big deer know where those doe family groups are. And if there's a doe family group there that's not leaving, that's got no pressure, you know, for multiple years, got food, cover, water, everything they need, they're going to chill there. And the big boys are going to roll in during the rut and breed them right there. And I bet you they never leave that, that piece. And then when they're done, they roll out. So... As far of now, like I said, we got real, one really nice buck on trail cam on that piece. Um, but in our mind, this is our first year, so we hung a lot of perimeter stands um, to kind of... We hung one right up in the stuff. I oh, mean, yeah, dude. I'm yeah. pumped about that one. We hung one right up. I mean, there's 25 tree scrapes, a bunch of ground scrapes right there. It's really tore up in that area. There's like a perfect scrape tree out in the middle of the CRP field that they're using. <laughs> you know, people plant scrape trees, and this is like... 25 20 yard shot perfect broadside scrape tree already out there for us <laughs> so they're definitely there's scrapes there from last year um so we're definitely pumped about that we got the one nice buck a bunch of small scrap bucks bunch of does fawns um but like the beauty of brand new property is you get to learn it and you get to hunt it and we haven't even touched the west side at all no so no. um and one thing about it is um hasn't even been hunted in yeah. four, five years? Yeah. Five years, I yeah, think. Four or five years, no. Not even 
is anybody on the the immediate south to that? I'm not sure if there's someone on that piece or not, but uh, I've never seen anybody there because never I'm, seen anybody or any trucks. You yeah, know, this so. is this is about a mile and a quarter from my other piece as the crow flies, and uh, so I drive past it a lot going to my piece, and I'm always you know just checking out what's going on, you know, seeing <laughs> if there's any hunters out looking for orange and trees, you know, and stuff, looking for trucks, kind of scope it out. And I'd never seen anything there. And then I, it was confirmed when I talked to the guy and he said, yeah, no one's been on it for four or five years. So. I'm going to say, cause if you've seen like six trucks around this, yeah. you'd have been like, oh, well, hell yeah, somebody's on it. Yeah. So I knew there was no one on it. And like I said, if you approach it right, you talk to him respectfully, you don't hound them year after year, they kind of get, they're like, okay, this guy, you know, he's a serious, yeah, you know, they kind of get to know you a little bit better. They know that I'm not just trying to go in there and shoot a bunch of deer and tear the property up. And then once we've already noticed it in his eyes, it's more of what will we do and what will we say we do and then what will we actually do? You know right. what I mean? Because it's a lot of people, oh, yeah, I'll do that, never go through with it, then, you know, it doesn't work out. So I've like, heard that multiple properties. He didn't give us a dead deadline to mow, but we went ahead and knocked it out right away, you know, and... um I think that that just shows, you know, we're serious yeah. and uh, we're, we're, whatever he wants us to do, we'll do. Yeah, we're thankful to be on it because a guy yeah. like us, we can't afford to hunt. Six know. pieces and have to pay for every one. Yeah. Like, and there's then, no way. And then we don't know enough people to be able to have that many pieces to go on. So Yeah, and then it's not that big of a piece. You can't bring on five guys, yeah. you know. It's just going to be pretty much you and I. Yeah. So, I mean, But we're super stoked to hunt it. We'll keep you guys updated on uh, what bucks come in. Um, and how the hunts go on it. Before you move off that, your buddy Nick, yeah, has seen two giants, yeah, real close to that. Yeah, my buddy Nick, who actually lives directly on the piece that I hunt already, um, he lives like a mile and a quarter from it, and he drives that work that road to work every day. Because I, I was thinking, I was like, how the hell is Nick seeing all these giants yeah. by this piece? But I was like, well, the road goes. Yeah. Right by this piece, and he lives on that road. Yeah, so he's driving that road every day. To he drives like a gravel road to get to the paved road, right. one sixty seven, then goes then you know, into Galesburg to work there. So he's driving it every day, and he's seeing he's seen one absolute giant, uh, triple main bean buck, and then one really nice buck. So we haven't got the triple main bean buck on camera, but <laughs> we're hoping he's bedded out in some cornfield or somewhere, and and when they get that all picked. He pushes it or push it in because there is a ton of crops around this, this piece. Just yeah. insane. I mean, just surrounded by standing corn. So that's going to make a huge factor in how we hunt it. But the way we got it set up, got perfect access to our stands. We got perfect access to our trail cams. Um, we're trying to go zero pressure unless we're in there to do something that the landowner wants us like mow. Yep. So, I mean, what we can check that one trail camera in 15, 20 seconds. You right. know, I mean, it's right yeah. by the road. Not getting a lot of action there, but when you got a brand new piece, you got to kind of feel it out. You know, we're getting a lot of does on that cam, small yeah. bucks. Um, if I don't know how we're going to hunt the northeast or the northwest side, yeah. Um, this year, I think next year we'll be able to get a game plan. What we need is uh, one of them raptor blinds. Yeah, we need a raptor need. blind. Shout out to raptor blinds. If yeah. you guys ain't checked those out, we need one of those. Um, we just need to really get our funds together and uh, go buy one. Because that's going to be up there on the northwest is where we're going to have the bean food plot. Yeah, the and bean food plot's going to be completely surrounded by cedars, pine, blue spruces. They're all about 15 foot. Cannot see through them. I mean, they've grown together. Perfect bedding cover. Two trees wide in some spots. So we get a blind tucked up in there. We got really good access uh, from the opposite side of the road. Got permission to cross that field. So uh, it's a foolproof set on a south wind, which we get a lot during shotgun season for some of the last few yeah, years. It's been know. warm. I don't know. So we're trying to figure it out. We're not big blind hunters. Um, no, I yeah, like I was talking with James. Just like, like when, I just hate this when we shit. Talk, out of when that. we talked to Craig, man, I mean, he hunts. He, got a, a, he, he shot hunts, a doe last year. He he hunts a lot out of blinds, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, he's been successful too, and he Don't and, and he missed that big buck. Or yeah, so I mean, what do you? How do you feel in a blind? Is what I want to know. I don't know. It's just I feel like I've shot does out of them. Yeah, and, you and shot turkeys. one last year. Yeah, yeah. and turkeys. Um, I, I don't. I feel way less secure than a a tree stand, but maybe that's just because that's what we hunt. We're not what, used to by secure. Blinds. What do you mean, like like I feel like I'm more hidden for some reason, even though I'm oh. wide out in the open. 
I feel like I'm like not eye level with them. I feel like when I'm in a ground blind, no matter if I got the back blacked out and it's brushed in, I feel like they're looking right at me. Oh, you know okay. I mean? Okay. And uh, like I said, I've been successful out of them, so it shouldn't be a problem to do ground blind hunting. And it might be something that we try because we got we got you know really I mean, good tripods. I think that's gonna be the only option over there. Yeah. Unless we can get a ladder stand up in a cedar tree, which yeah. he said there is some I mean, trees big enough to do that in. You cut out four or five branches on one cedar, you're still going to have the other cedars yeah. blocking you, I mean, brushing you in, you yeah. know. But, man, did I just hate, hate hunting from a gr- ground blind. We need to blind. have someone on here that's just strictly ground blind, successful hunter, right. and really get, you know, his take on it. I, I just don't think I can hear. That's my problem is yeah. I can't hear, you and know. And then your vision is... Then I'm, move, I'm I'm in there like a damn boxer, you know, bouncing around trying to see everything because I can't hear. If you were in like a raptor blind, you had the 360 view, you were elevated, that then would be I a huge difference that, other than being on the ground yeah. in a, you know, like a pop-up blind like we're talking about. Right. So... All right, so we we beat you to death on uh, this property. Booner Town. Yeah, Booner Town. Dude, we, we got the Exodus on there. It's named Booner Town. Yeah. The cam is. I'm telling you, when I get a four point on there, I'm sharing it. <laughs> sharing it with Booner Town, and it's a four point. Oh, yeah. So we're jacked about it, if you can't tell. It's always really fun to get a new piece and explore it. Uh, that's, that's what hunting is. It's making the memories and uh, trying to beat these deer. And then, like on my piece, I don't have it figured out, but I got a good idea. This piece, I have no clue. That's so. like that's like my piece. Like I don't know exactly what they're doing, but I got a really good idea. You know, I made yeah. the move last year. Now I'm, I think I'm set up sweet. Yeah, so, this piece is just this like, piece is. Ah, I don't really. You're know. Just, we're just shooting from the hip. We're like, man, they dude, can this literally, looks good. They can literally bed anywhere, anywhere in forty eight, like just anywhere. They can just lay down in bed because it's nipple tall grass <laughs> right now. <laughs> so. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the other piece, the lease. Um, Mr. Freeze is back, everybody. Yeah, that was an awkward silence. There's supposed to be a a, a quiet, a like golf clap, a pause in the back. Mr. Freeze is back. The buck I chased all last year, um, got sheds off of him. Chased him the year before that. He is officially back, and he's right where I thought he was going to be. He is. Trail cam picks within 100 yards where he lost his sheds. It's just insane. Um, he's on the complete opposite side of where he was early season last year, but the beans switched. So I played it. Ooh, okay. The beans right switched corn beans. I remember you saying that. So I was like, I'm going to run cameras hard on the south side. Boom. Got him. Pinned him. I'm like, okay. He was here on the beans the last two years. He's going to be on the beans this year. Boom. He was there. So, and you got his sheds at the south end, too. Yeah, got the sheds on the south end. Uh, I think that is because it's really good, no pressure, high bedding with a pond. So they had really good water, um, really thick. No one really bugs him there. Uh, so I think he was there late season, bedded. A lot of food, hidden field. The farmer has an old-style combine, yeah, drops a lot of corn. That hidden field, man, I did not know about that until a little bit ago. Man, yeah. that sounds like the ticket. Yeah, he's got a hidden field completely surrounded Too by... Too bad it's not on your piece. Real thick hedge. That'd timber. be the spot. Yeah. But uh, he's back. Uh, got multiple trail cam picks of him. Um, actually just went and pulled, not an Exodus trail cam, <laughs> went and pulled a trail camera dead. I had no clue. Batteries were good. Uh, just It must have just been smoked. I don't know. I'm going to try to put different batteries in it and try it. Um, little, little over two-week soak nothing got no intel at all so i don't know they should be getting close to full growth by now when we're recording this um so i was really hoping to get some pics of him you know full time length um he's got crazy mass he's still 16 points got a lot going on got the inside kicker still got triple brow i mean he's got a lot going on i mean and uh i think he's he might score less than he did last year I haven't got a full time length view of him yet. Until you see him full grown but, or hard horn. Yeah. I mean. But I'm super jacked. But he wasn't real tall last year, though. No. He's just massy and just a mass. lot of points, kickers, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, last year, I scored his sheds at 174. He had a lot of stuff broke off. Two yeah. bro- two big brows broke off. Uh, both inside kickers. Both inside six. kickers, probably We'll just, four, we'll just four, guess yeah. him six. Probably four, four six. inches on one side, two inches on the other side kicker. 
um, G4 completely gone. You know, so ten. We'll give him ten inches. You know that. I mean, that's pretty pretty safe. That was with a sixteen inch spread. I know he's wider than sixteen <laughs> yeah. inches. So, um, I'm hoping. You know, he was probably in the mid high one eighties last year. So we'll see what he is this year. Um, super jacked to be chasing him. Um, lots of trail cam pictures of him last year. I passed a ton of deer trying to hunt this deer. Hunted him all the way up to the last. My trail cam pictures really fired up. The uh, middle December, late December got just i mean that's because he's up on booner time just, running around you just, didn't even know yeah, it just hunted hard up for him all the way to the last day putting long sets in freezing my butt off finally named him mr freeze because i froze my butt off for this deer um i plan on i'm at the stage right now where i cannot pass a 150s with a bow high 140s so the first 140s 150s i see with a bow is is getting a veteran and then uh, after that i think i'm gonna hold out for are you for mr no. freeze or or sidekick all right well i'll, I'll take another 140 yeah so <laughs> so i got sidekick back um big eight that i had last year had a has a kicker brow that kicks sideways um got split twos on both sides now got two big kickers on the base now so he's got the big heavy brow plus the two probably six inch kickers is this the one the big mainframe eight yeah. doll that you had yeah okay so i'm that, almost certain it is i think uh, so too i haven't got any other big clean eights like that no so i'm almost certain and that it was is. velvet last year the yeah. one I, the picture i'm talking about yeah 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 okay um i we actually messed up on this deer I had a buddy that was getting out no, of the stand. No, you, not yeah. me. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy that was getting out of the stand at like 1 in the afternoon, super windy day, and uh, the buck ended up coming in on us, and he, his bow was on the ground. I had already shot the buck I shot early last year, so I wanted him to shoot a deer. So I'm trying to pull the bow up, you know, and we end up spooking the deer. But he end, ended up living, and it was kind of a good thing because now he put on a lot this year. Yeah. I mean, he's a really big deer, a lot of potential. Matching split twos. Matching split twos. Got uh, some junk off the left brow. Yeah, bunch of uh, heavy heavy mass all the way out. Really good time length. Just a really stellar eight with split twos. Um, I don't know what he'll score just because I have no sheds or something. Right. And trail cam pictures can be variant, but and very that, nice. The angle deer. that he's going in the picture is weird. I mean, mm. it's a nice pick, but it's just hard to tell. Yeah, you know, he's walking away. They look wider when they walk away. Yeah. And but yeah, he's got really good main beam length. So got those two bucks, and then I got, I think it might be the 10 that I passed last year that was in the 130s, a bunch. Not certain on it. Need to get some more picks on him. I call him the runner-up 10. Um, I got a pick of him. He kind of had a crooked brow. This one kind of has a crooked brow. I got a pick of him walking away in a bean field. If it's him, he put on 20 inches of tine length. So, <laughs> dude, Duncan is gonna smoke you yeah. for saying that. <laughs> yeah. So, pass it at one thirty ten. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just I got video of it. It's just when I mean, when you're hunting a big deer like Mister Freeze, and you got trail cam pictures of him early, then you and you're like, okay, this is just a summer buck. He's gonna go, and then you get him during the rut, and you're like, okay, I got a shot. And then you're just pounding him late season, and it's right on that edge of right before you know right after dark so you're like all right he is close i just got to figure out where exactly he is and uh i bet you that deer was when i finally put all the pieces together moved my cam late season after season got pictures of him then i think that i was probably three or four hundred yards from that deer multiple times thought he was coming from the opposite direction that he was the wind was still good for me but if I'd have been hunting an opposite, another stand, I think I would have had a lot better chance. Well, see, the thing that sucks is, you know, you make a move to, you know, move in on him, but he's got, you know, three, four, five, six beds around the area. So he's moving too, you're moving, mm-hmm. and you're just constantly missing each other, yeah. you know? Yeah, I hunted that stand. Uh, I hunted it like too much almost late season, but I was getting the trail cam picks really close to there. This was a perfect access stand, kind of perimeter stand. Um, it was kind of a hell mary. I did end up seeing a couple nice bucks late season out of it. I've uh, seen one button buck about ninety five times. Uh, seen the seven pointer, that wide seven, a bunch of times. So I had good hunts, you know. But just it's it's different when like early season I'm in there for 
you know, a 140 to 150, whatever comes in, that's where I'm at. You know, people might not like that. You know, if it's a mature, if it's a mature 120, I'm probably going to shoot it. If I know I have history yeah. with it. Yeah. You know? If it's a five-year-old 120, I yeah. mean, that's last year, mine 138 inches. You know, I knew the buck was super mature. I knew he wasn't going to score very high, but I went in there, you know, hunting that particular deer. I was like, if this one comes by, I'm going to do it. I'll have more intel. Um, got two trail cams that I haven't pulled yet. So I don't know what's on those. They've been soaking. Grass. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> lot of pictures of grass probably and tree limbs. But those have been soaking. So I have a lot more intel to go off of. But this is like this is the fun part of hunting for me, like the month coming up when you're really stacking up your bucks, making a hit list, deciding what you want to do. You know, are you going to pass deer to shoot this possible deer? And I'm super blessed to have a property to be able to do that on, which a lot of people might not have. But... You know, that's that's how I hunt. Beauty of, like we say all the time, everybody can hunt their own way. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with shooting small bucks. If you want to shoot small bucks, there's nothing wrong blasting does. If you want to blast does, I hunt a little different than homie hunts. Uh, if homie sees two 150s in a year, he's going to blast them. You know, yeah, if right. I see, if I shoot one, I always wait, man. And, I, and I'm not upset that I do because. Well, I, I mean, back. Yeah, if I see two 150s, I'm probably going to shoot them both. Um, but just like you, I mean, you know you got a 180 running around there, and you, you've had a couple of them. You know, you, you shot and lost one. Um, but last year, I mean, you go out and you shoot a, you know, a five, six-and-a-half-year-old buck. I mean, the next encounter with a buck would have to be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, but, but then it would also um, – depend on how regular you were seeing mr freeze i mean mm-hmm. i know he kind of disappeared there for yeah. the month of october um man uh, my heart would have to get pumping you know um especially just going through the whole thing you know getting well, a buck down i'll tell you what what what's really funny about that is so i hunted october shot my buck october 15th in the evening then i kind of went through that phase like i got a buck down gonna just relax stay off my property hunt some public See what happens until the rut comes. You know, then I want to really go in. So I went in, hunted really hard. Uh, hunted a lot of all-day sets, bouncing stands. Uh, hunted public all day, hunted my piece all day. Really trying to get in on a couple bucks on public and Mr. Freeze on my piece. That was my main, you know, my main target buck. And uh, about it was like it was November twenty seventh. I remember climbing in the tree, and it was it was that was shotgun season, right? No. No. It was, uh, December 3rd was shotgun. Okay. First weekend of December. When was the first shotgun? Uh, November 18th. November 18th. So it must have been November 18th. So at this point, I've been hunting really hard, you know, for, you know, from late October to the middle of November. And I was almost getting burnt, you know, a little bit like, man, okay, where's this buck at? I, ha- I, don't have, I haven't had a trail cam picture for a month, you know. And then my buddy goes and sets on the north set, which is the best stand. It's the second best stand compared to the one I hung last year in my eyes, but it's an awesome set. And I'm hunting kind of in the center of the timber where the last picture I got of Mr. Freeze is, you know, from a month and a half ago. So I'm just basically, you know, throwing a whim. I can shoot a long ways here, see a long ways. So he messaged me, and he sends me a picture of a buck coming through the grass. He pulled a trail camera card and went through his phone like you do and then sent it to me. And I was like, oh, that's Mr. Freeze. And he didn't really dawn on, you know, that that was that buck, but it was. And he was there the day before coming through that grass. So I was like, all right, he's here. You know, and then right when that happened, your my, you know, my drive went through the roof. Right. You know, I'm like, all right, he's back. I have a chance at him. But that time period when he was gone, after I shot that buck, it went downhill. That's something I can't do this year. I got to keep pumped, keep going. Really keep after it because I believe what you put in is what you get out. The more time you set on stand, the more effort you put in, the more homework you do is all going to relate to whether you might, you might not shoot the buck because of that, but you might get to encounter the buck. And getting an encounter it would be major for me because this is a buck that I've not seen on the hoof yet. Right. You know, and hunting for two seasons, as much time as I spend hunting, running trail cameras, you know, hanging i mean just doing everything hunting it right i'm not spooking the deer off he's still there but i think it's the limited amount of property that i have to hunt is what is 
making it to where he's only on there just glimpses, you know, and you just got to catch one of those glimpses more times on stand, hunting correct winds at the right time, not over hunting stands. You just got to be, I mean, you just got to be there. And that's what I try to do. Sometimes I might over hunt stuff, but I try to give it, you know, as long as break as I can. Right. Yeah. I would say, I mean, that's all you can do is, I mean, we can't hunt every, yeah. Every day, you know, like we want to, but or here, we can't hunt well on the day. It's going to be a perfect cold front. Yeah, you know. I mean, we got jobs and and we got to do what we got to do. So I told this scenario to homie. So uh, sidekicks, no joke. Uh, I, I I guess him in the one sixties. You know, as an eight with splits, and if you, that's gross, you know, clean off the board. Nets are for fish, is what I say. Yep. So, um. Say so I shoot a nice, I shoot a nice mature, you know, one thirties, one forties bucks, and here comes, here comes sidekick. Do you pass him for Mister Freeze, or do you take sidekick? So then, you shoot a different one forty, one fifty. Yeah, you just shoot a random here one. Comes here comes sidekick. You know, because well, yeah, sh- the listeners don't know this. This is ninety percent the last year I get to hunt this piece because right. she's selling it. Right. So say. Last piece you get to hunt, the last time you get to hunt Mr. Freeze for a season. Uh-huh. So that's why it means so much to me. You know, this is the buck that I want. I got the history with. Okay, and here comes Sidekick just cruising in 15 yards broadside. Yeah, yeah. well, you just hope your podcast co-host is with you. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, if, if you want to shoot Sidekick and then, you know, I guess I got free reign on, on Mr. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Freeze. <laughs> no, yeah. man. It's a tough decision to know what. If I went back to my, st- well, are we calling it my stand? Yeah, I on, mean, on yeah. Your, okay. Yeah. So if I went back to my stand, dude, and and if I shot Mr. Freeze, I'd like, be suck it. I'd be so jacked, dude. No, I'd be I freaking would. Pumped. I would feel terrible. I dude. would, dude. That's that's not. You know, that's not how I, I know. Hunt. I know, but you know, dude, the, man, that was I hung just... that stand. I didn't. I beat that deer. <laughs> I hung that stand. I just you let did. you hunt it. I put the homework in. I hung the stand. I trimmed the shooting lanes with you. I figured out the property. If that buck walked past that spot. I, I, you know, I harvest that deer just as much as you harvest the deer. I just didn't take the shot. I hope you're there to get it on film because yeah. it might not be on film as jacked up as yeah, I want Yeah, be. I mean, it's just, just an awesome, just, so I don't know how, we if one of us shoots that deer, we had to send a jaw in because he just looks oh, so yeah. old, man. Yeah. This looks worn down. When, when the, when his belly, like in the trail can pick, his belly is so damn big. Um, and he's got his summer coat on, like that yeah. is the thing, like, you see a buck and you're just like, oh yeah, you know, when it's got its winter coat and he's hard horned, you know, it's middle of November, you can pretty much tell how old he is. I mean, you're, you're yeah. pretty close, but when, one thing that throws people off is they get that summer coat on and they look all clean. You can see more of the features, yeah. you know, they I mean, really it, it can be hard. It can be hard, you know, I mean, his brisket's sagging, got us way It's back. already sagging. Yeah, it, got us way back, got the big belly. That, that picture was from July. Got I mean, the mat. I mean, just insane mat. I mean, he's got to have seven, eight-inch bases. I mean, just giant. Yeah, so yeah, big. We've been beating you to death about Mr. Freeze. But, but I mean, he's he's one to get beat to death with. Yeah, I mean, we're just, you can't tell how jacked we are about season. I mean, we just, you know, spent 40 minutes of our life talking to each other, but you guys <laughs> are just basically listening. That's <laughs> what's going on. So, And yeah. we're probably not going to shoot him. Yeah, no, nope, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> Probably won't ever see the deer. Nope. Uh, like I say a lot, I hope the juries come out in this buck when they say, you know, they get that, they get old, they get more daylight. So More daylight and, uh, um, you know, his his home range hopefully shrinks. Yeah. Hopefully he's on your piece he did, a he, lot more. He's, le- he's 100 yards from where he dropped his sheds. I mean, that's, so he hasn't moved, uh, you know, since February. Yeah, that's what made me say that. You know, hopefully his home range is yeah. going to shrink this year. He Hopefully me safe. not seeing this buck. And he's not got that. Him. He's got that hidden field on that south piece of you. Um, he can come through. He can hit that cornfield. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of options, and he's got that draw right there behind Nick's house that he could be using. Yeah. The one thing I got is a ton of does. So yeah, he got tons of does. So hopefully he just cruises right up in there and nuzzles up with a nice beautiful doe. And I slip in there and, <laughs> and shoot him by the old walnut tree. <laughs> oh my god! Are you gonna uh, Are you gonna shoot a doe off there off early this uh, year? Man, I don't know. I was talking about that a couple episodes ago, where I, you know, all that activity on the piece. It depends on what stand I'm in. Okay. It's just, man, I don't know. It's just like I feel like I can shoot a doe off Boonertown very easily. 
um, and I can drive right in there and get it, you know, yeah. unlike my piece where we can't do that. I mean, we can drive some, but not like damn near the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's a possibility. Uh, he wants a doe from us. So I want to make that a priority to get a doe kill on film for practice and get a doe killed, young doe for him, take it to Woodhall, you know, get it in the process or get it, get it going for him. Right on. So that's going to be my number one goal for the year after that. I still got quite a bit of deer meat, but I'll probably smoke a doe. Um, oh man, I need I need I need like a truckload of deer meat. <laughs> <laughs> Take some out of the freezer, I need man. A bunch, man. Yeah. I already robbed you once. You can rob me again. No. That, that'll just make me want to shoot a doe earlier. <laughs> so go ahead and take some. No, so. I gotta I gotta get a doe. I shot three does and a giant buck last year, so I'm pretty <laughs> stacked in there. Just like Cody said, you know, early, um, gonna try to shoot a doe. If if it's in the buck nest, it's in the buck nest, I guess. Um, that's pretty much gonna. This year's pretty much gonna be my last year on that. It's crazy. We both got that both dropped on us. Yeah. You know? And luckily, we got Boonertown to fall back on as like right. a cushion to make us feel better. Cushion and because uh, we were almost like we're going, we're just gonna go public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were there. Right. We were like, man, we put all the work in passing all these deer, finally figuring out these pieces, you know, and then they just. Because we don't have money to buy pieces like no, that, you no, know. No. Podcast isn't isn't <laughs> making enough money to buy pieces. I mean, it just it isn't working out. So we can barely get a case of bush life for an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, that's that's not working out. But we can't afford that. You know, we we got families to feed. Uh, we got jobs, fifty, sixty hours a week. I mean, yeah. we're just hunting. Basically, if we're lucky, a three day weekend. That's if we take a approved absence. The boss has got to let us off. Yeah. Other than that, we're taking um, a week of vacation sometime in November. Yeah. I know when I've got my. Well, I've got mine scheduled back to back, so I'm just gonna be hardcore for two straight weeks. Well, I'm I'm planning mine on the weather. I'm gonna save a bunch of days, and I get a really good Friday or. Thursday, like Wednesday, I'm sitting at home. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm using the floater. I got to. It's just going Northwest in tomorrow. wind's going to be crushing, you know, 20 degrees. I'm going in, you know. So, all right. Did we cover the VIP video? We did kind no. of the intro. Well, yeah, we brushed on it. I didn't yeah. know if you wanted to get more mm, into that. It's up to you. What do you want to do? No, oh, it, my gosh. <laughs> Bush like deer steak. Bert. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Did you have fun doing that? Oh, yeah. Blast. Yeah. You were zooming. I, I uh, yeah. I some people <laughs> messaged me and said I seen you filming that in the parking lot. <laughs> I Did was they? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Did you see that Olympic marathon I ran? Oh my gosh. So yeah, we got kicked out during the filming of that. Um, luckily, we had already done everything we needed to <laughs> inside the store. Um, and then one of the outtakes is I'm getting ready to get down and get the broadhead. Dude, working comes around the corner. I'm, not, I'm just like, "What's up, man?" <laughs> we try to make sure there's no faces and stuff for privacy policy and license plates or anything like that. But uh, we tried to show our funny side and the spirit of the veteran and how that business is ran. Uh, both the owners love the video. That's their personality. They love to have a good time. Um, that's what the video is about. It's about showcasing a badass broadhead where you can find it. And how you know how fun it is just to just to hunt and be part of something and just be silly and fun, you know. So yep. Let's let's talk about this bet. Homie's got me motivated, guys. Oh well, yeah. I've got two bets. You've only got one. Oh, you got two. Oh yeah, yeah. you got two bets. Yeah, yeah, I got two bets. Cameraman got a bet on you. Yep. That so, should have been a two hundo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you want to go into the bet? Well, yeah, homie's still like, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to lose 15 pounds before season. I was like, you know, bullshit, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I was like, okay, so we're go- we'll go into it. Um, we'll we'll both start exercising. I hit it hard last week. Um, the beers are cutting into my my count tonight, though. So, <laughs> But uh, it's the most, the person who loses the most weight by opening day has to film the other one the full first weekend of season. So whether you're doe hunting or going in after big buck, you got pattern. Um, the other one, if he's got a big deer pattern, you just got to hang the bow up because the other one's going in after him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the bet. Um, homie thinks he's got it by landslide. Um, <laughs> so here's my backstory. Um, three years ago, I lost 50 pounds, and um, I've always been kind of a smaller guy. And um, 
I kind of got kind of got up there, and you know, I just hit that point to where I looked in the mirror and was like, "Wow, dude, you got to do something." <laughs> so um, I just started working out. I started losing weight. I did a shit ton of research on, um, you know, what diet to do. So I'm kind of doing my own diet, but. Um, if it was, if I was to relate it to something, I would say it's pretty close to the keto. Um, I do a little bit higher protein and a little less fat than the keto. Um, just the main thing that I say is watch your portion, count every calorie you eat. You should have no liquid calories. Um, and besides beer, besides beer. Yeah. That's the only (laughs) liquid calories you should have. Um, and, and, you know, work out. Um, a great tool that I found was, uh, I got a Fitbit and, you know, I, I felt like that that worked really good, whether, whether it's accurate or not, it'll give you a number and then you can just use that number over a two week period and, you know, track if it's track your number on your Fitbit plus your weight and, you know, just kind of use it as the guideline. Secret tip, uh, not running the air conditioner out here, just sweating it out. Yeah. Trying to sweat the beer calories out. <laughs> so, you know, it took me about nine months to, to lose 50 pounds. But once I got my diet dialed in, um, man, you know, you just shoot for a pound a week. I mean, that's obtainable. And one thing with the diet that I'm doing, I'm still eating all the foods that I like. You know, I'm not cutting out anything. I've never been really a really sweet guy. Um, I never really drank a lot of pop or anything. I love water. So, I mean, it's kind of easier for me. Um, but, you know, I, it seems like the last two years um, I've lost working out um, when I've when the time has changed. So we can put eight into bed, you know, eight o'clock. I basically got an hour and a half, two hours before I want to be in bed. And I just go downstairs in the basement, work out for an hour. And, you know, nobody's really lost anything. And I've gained a whole bunch. However, when the time changes, now you, now you're the kids up to nine o'clock. Well, then I'm trying to go to bed and, um, you know, the wife, she likes to go to bed. She loves her sleep too. So it's, we're both trying to be in bed, you know, 9.30. Um, she's usually in bed by 9 o'clock. Um, but I'll go to bed with her, you know, the same time, and I'll just be on my phone for an hour pretty much. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then you know, I'm just trying to live live the summer to its fullest, too, because you, you only get so many summer times, you know. Yeah. So... I don't try to limit myself during the summer. Um, I told myself this summer I was just going to be happy at 185. And um, when I'm working out and I'm pretty fit and following my diet, I'll be down to 178. And uh, if I could just stay at 175, I would love that. However, I can't. I can't do that unless I really strain myself. So when I'm working out and I'm just being me, working out and, and watching my diet and everything, I'll just chill at like 178. Yeah. However, over this summer, uh, I'm like 188, 190. So I was up to 225. I got down to 175. So um, last year, when I hit the 185, 187 mark, I kind of hit the the brakes. And then uh, it was hunting season. And well, one thing that happened to me is when I went down to Kansas City and missed the whole beginning of October, bucks in daylight on trail cam. Mm -hmm. so I was down there eating like junk and then uh come back here, did two weeks of vacation to deer hunt, got cold, didn't eat, I lost some weight, so that kinda helped me help me there. So this year I'm I'm kinda getting ahead of the curve here. Started working out beginning of August and uh I know Cody's been trying to lose some weight, just been kinda maintaining here, trying some trying some things here and there. So I finally got his ass in gear and put a bet on it. Yeah. So I'm gonna win, so I'll be I'll be shooting the first doe about October fourth, and uh, you guys can probably watch that on film because Cody's gonna do a badass job. <laughs> I took a video. I I got him working out the other night. I took a video of me just with a dumbbell, just going straight up, yeah, straight up with it. And uh, I told Cody, I said, you know, this is the only exercise I'm gonna do because after I get my bow pulled up. All I'm going to be doing is just putting this damn camera right up to you above me in the tree, man. Did you get my snap after that? <laughs> I did. 
I put a 30-pound dumbbell on my shoulder. I'm like, I'm just practicing carrying homie all season because they ain't going to shoot shit. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you go first because I had a 25-er, yeah. and then he comes back at me with a 30. So, yeah. But I, I came at him first, but it's yeah. just all good and fun, and yeah. I know I'm going to win. It's always fun when you get a competition with your buddy. So, well... We hope you guys enjoyed this kind of mishmash episode. Oh, yeah. My second bet is oh, yeah. um, with the beer guy. I yeah. got to shoot a 150. If I shoot a 150, he buys me a case of beer. Yeah. If I don't shoot a 150, I got to buy him a case of beer. Yeah. So. That's a tough bet. Yeah. <laughs> You're losing a case of beer. <laughs> so. Considering have- 148 and 7 eighths is my biggest so <laughs> yeah, far. Yeah. So. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this kind of this random episode. Uh, we wanted to get this out. Uh, we get a lot of response when we put out the episodes about our life. People like them. Um, I hope this is something that people enjoy. We know a lot of people do. but And uh, no air conditioner. Yeah, no high quality. I mean, mic stands now. My neck's feeling super great. I would say you look like a just a boss DJ yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing a sick beat. <laughs> got the loop pedal over here going. You got the soundboard right yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We love you. Keep hitting that play button. Watch the legacy out.